0: Welcome to Take the Stage. I'm Alexa Savarez with Career Rockstars. This is episode five of my special Ladies Who Rock series dedicated to all those rockstar women who have progressed in industries or roles that have been historically underrepresented by women. You're going to learn who they are, their career paths, and most importantly, what makes them rockstars. Today on Take the Stage, our special Lady Who Rocks guest is Diana Deanna Morrow. Diana has 20 years of experience in executive leadership, mergers and acquisitions, corporate development, and investment banking. She is the former president and CEO of Torn Ranch, a luxury CPG company based in Sonoma, California. Prior to Torn Ranch, she led M&A and due diligence efforts for Bay Systems and was a technology investment banker with Credit Suisse. Currently, she is managing director at Align Business Advisory Services, which provides M&A advisory services to small and medium-sized businesses. Diana, thank you so much for joining me.
1: It's wonderful to be here with you for Ladies Who Rock. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I am so excited to have you here with me because you check so many rock star boxes. I'm just not worried. I'm just not sure where to start. So <laughs> I think what I love most about having you here today is the fact that you have had a very colorful career. You're not only a woman who has been able to successfully pivot into M and A from a very non traditional background, but you have truly paved the path in this space. And if you know me or you're new around here, (laughs) you'll know that I love that. I love people who have an off the path profile um, and who are able to uh, quote unquote make it. So let's get right to it. I'd like for you to please take the stage and tell us about yourself.
1: Great, thank you. Um, I love that you use the phrase off the beaten path. So I've always believed in sort of following our own natural curiosity this kind of tends to lead us to different places. So for me, I was always interested in both science and business. So I studied physics and aerospace engineering, as well as finance, and then worked in all these areas. So I worked in physics at CERN in Geneva, and then also in investment banking with Credit Suisse and their technology group. And this was during the dot-com boom. So it was quite crazy. And after that, with a defense company called BAE Systems in the M&A group and helping them acquire businesses. After that, I went on to be the CEO of a luxury gourmet food company, as you mentioned, which is called Torn Ranch in Sonoma, which is so much fun. It's a really great place. And now I work with Align Business Advisory in the M&A space again. I always find myself coming back to the M&A and private equity space, helping companies and owners strategically plan and execute and exit from business, maybe find growth partners to help them get to that next stage or grow through acquisition. So at first glance, these experiences seem quite disparate. In general, I just really love growing businesses and helping other people and organizations grow their businesses and realize their goals.
0: All right. Very cool. So, I mean, you've touched so many kind of different areas. So my question to you is, how do you feel that that impacted or or influenced your your path or your journey?
1: Yes, well, you're absolutely right. So technology, investment banking, physics, aerospace. These are definitely generally male dominated industries. Um, And there are of course, many more industries like this out there. Uh, I think it's absolutely different being one of the only women or being the only woman. I've been told many times, probably like many of you out there, something to the effect of you don't look like a, insert here, aerospace engineer. You don't look like a CEO. I mean, I don't even know what that means. (laughs) So there's two topics we can touch on here. The first is about confidence. I think especially when you're coming right out of school, it's hard to feel confident about what you're doing because you're very much new to it. You're very much in learning mode but this is okay. I mean, confidence is more about knowing, it's more about knowing that your opinions and what you have to say are really valuable to the team and the customer and the organization and what you're doing. The second thing we can touch on here is intuition. I think women in general tend to have strong intuition or perhaps they just know how to access it more often. It took me a really long time to trust my intuition. You know, that gut feeling that it's hard to know exactly what it's telling you, but you have a kind of general sense. Anyway, I think sort of confidence and intuition are really important things for any woman anywhere, especially women who find themselves to be the only woman in the room, you know, time and time again.
0: No, absolutely. You've touched on a lot of, you know, intuition and confidence. Those are two things that I mean. Yes, I think a lot of that really comes with age, right? I mean, when you're younger, you tend to you tend. I mean, you you everyone has intuition from a very early age, right? That that funny feeling that you get, um, or the little voice in your head, or you know, something just doesn't feel right. Everyone has that. But what do we, you know, what do we tend to do, especially women? Is you tend to you tend to second guess it. Right, kind of definitely, you guess it. Um and it really probably takes you, you know, like a good. I don't know. Probably took me, you know, at least until my thirties to really kind of just, you know, really listen to it. You know, okay, this feeling is telling me no, don't do it, or yes, you know, and and you have to kind of, you know, kind of think, okay, well, why? <laughs> why there's something there to kind of force it? I think the older you get, when you have that little kind of signal or that that flag, whether good or bad, you it kind of forces you to try to understand why, right. And kind of dig a little bit deeper, but, but it kind of is, it goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Like you have to have the confidence in yourself to listen to that intuition and, you know, the confidence in yourself to say, okay, well, what is, you know, what is happening here? Why do I feel this way? I think those are two really, really good things that, especially for anyone that's listening that is, you know, just starting their career or, you know, a few years into their career to really be conscious of, you know, to be kind of in touch with intuition, right? I think I think a lot of the times women, we don't, you know, It comes with age and it comes with experience, but sometimes that happens because we're not necessarily paying attention to it. No one tells you, okay, listen to your intuition, you know, really, you know, use your confidence, use your voice. And so, you know, I think this is like a really good platform, especially for those younger women. And older women as well. To you know, okay, yes, pay attention to those to those little flags or those little feelings that you got. The environment is telling you something, right?
1: Yeah, and sometimes you don't really know what it's telling you. So I think a lot of us tend to get the feeling. But I know certainly, I would say in my twenties, I wanted to sort of analyze or prove that what I was feeling was correct before sort of acting on it. And sort of as time went on, I just sort of realized, you know what sometimes I don't know what it is, but I generally, you know, it works out that that feeling was sort of right about something and you kind of know what that something is, but not exactly how it plays out. You don't necessarily have the data. So I think more and more you kind of realize, okay, I can recognize what that feeling is. I don't know exactly what this is about, but I know enough to know that there's something here. And I think that as you talk about confidence, sort of, kind of, kind of goes hand in hand with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as you reflect on, you know, the first half of, of your career, which, you know, touched on engineering and the defense systems, I think a part of your, time at, at, um at your company. What do you feel were the most impactful decisions or factors that, that really shaped your career?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick out just a few. I mean, you know, working extremely hard is probably the first thing, but that's very obvious. So there's, I think, a lot of less obvious things that we can think about. And I've been really lucky enough to come across. You know, I think just asking people, you know, women who you think are amazing, if they'll talk to you for a few minutes or just have a coffee and being really proactive and looking for mentors and champions and just anyone you can really learn from. You know, here's a really interesting example. So when I was fairly new into my career at the defense company. You know, it's a very large organization. I actually looked online to see who the senior leadership team is. You know, you can see the little headshots and, you know, about us. (laughs) So I saw a woman, her name was Lucy on there, and she was smiling in her picture. So I thought, you know, maybe this is a really nice person and maybe she'll be open to speaking with me. All this from a headshot online. So mind you, you know, she had no idea I was doing this at the time. So I actually just cold called her office and I was really lucky. And what I found was a very receptive, open-minded, very smart person. She came out to have dinner with me. And that from from that point on, she was a mentor. She was a champion. And I learned a lot from her. Of course, OK, this is a very smooth example. However, I mean, just like anything else, right, the more we ask, the more something like this happens. So it's not going to happen every time or maybe even the majority of the time. But if you keep asking people, you know, there are a lot of women out there who love to share their experiences and talk to you. You know, and mentorship isn't just when you're like 20 or 25. It's really lifelong. Even now, I have a lot of mentors. I'm continually learning all the time. And I love to mentor other young women who are rising in their careers or very young CEOs. You know, I think it's really up to us to create strong networks together. And I'm seeing it more and more. I'd say 20 years ago, it was harder to find. Now I'm seeing more and more networks with women really supporting each other. And it's it's really fantastic.
0: Yeah, I think that it's a common mistake or a common misconception that we have that, that, you know, you're only going to have a mentor when, you know, at the early stages of your career, because if you look at, you know, if you look at the best athletes in the world, if you look at the elite, you know, that are playing at that level, for example, or those even, you know, that the truly successful business people, they've had these, you know, this kind of player coach kind of relationship with someone for many, many years throughout their career. So mentorship is probably one of the best things that, that, you know, you can have to really kind of shape and, and, and guide your, your, your career. And I think, you know, what, and, and this was actually in an episode, an episode one that I did with my guest, who got the Jane, um, she works in the VE space or VC space. And she, you know, we were talking about women in the VC space and, you know, I, her, one of the things that she said that I thought was really interesting is that, you know, what happens a lot of the times with women is that you know, they find it hard to ask for help. And, and that's something, you know, and I think that I couldn't agree with that more because asking for help is sometimes you think it's it's a sign of weakness, but it's actually the opposite. Right. So if you ask for help you are, or guidance, right, um, it's actually like a very smart thing to do. Because again, going back to like those, those examples that we have in real life, I mean, all these successful, you know, insert, you know, either athlete, CEO, or, you know, whoever you might admire have had these people along the way, someone in their life that has really kind of helped to, to steer them and, and to guide them. So, so I think that that is, that is a really great example. And I, and I, you know, can be a milestone marker in your life, that moment when you have someone like that kind of come into your life and and to accompany you, you know, hopefully throughout your your career, not just in kind of one one segment, right?
1: Absolutely. I think that's, those are points really well made. You know, I will also say if you're either thinking about being a mentor to others or you are one, you know, I heard this term recently called mentor. So it's kind of a mentor and an intern. So I think about you know, when I'm, you know, mentoring, and it doesn't have to be that formal. It's really, sometimes, I mean, we just go grab a cup of coffee and chat, you know, and, you know, I learn a lot too. So I, you know, we think of sort of mentor as the sort of very wise person who gives you all the answers. And it's not, it's really not like that at all. It kind of helps you stay modern, you know, and, and you, and you end up learning a lot from each other. It's a kind of a symbiotic relationship in both directions.
0: Yeah. It's an opportunity to, you know, you're, it's value, right? it's value creation on both ends, right? Because it, there's a lot of value in giving and there's a lot of value in, in receiving, right? And that's kind of the beauty of of, uh, of a mentor um, and that mentorship relationship, right? Yes. Cool. Well moving on, I wanna ask you, you know, since we're talking about, you know, we touch on mentorship and how it's not something that should be just kind of a, a early early career. Uh, approach, right? It's something that, you know, should accompany you throughout your your career. So my question to you is, how does your approach to business and career shift from your 20s, 30s? And, oh, that's and- a good
1: question. So yeah, you know, I think we are programmed to think about our careers in a very linear fashion. So, you know, sort of with age, you know, you follow a path, and it's kind of this straight line and goes up. I think it's a little bit different now. You know, I tend to think of it more in in waves. So perhaps your first wave is in one area, and you learn that and you master it. Uh, maybe it's three years, maybe it's ten years, maybe it's fifteen years. There's no sort of structure, and and then maybe you want to get involved in something else, and then there's another wave, and and it's okay, by the way, to have a little bit of time between these waves to kind of reset and recover. <laughs> you know, confidence isn't necessarily about being a subject matter expert in one thing your whole life. It's really about putting yourself back into the learning seat and having the confidence that you're going to grow, you know, in a new pot of soil, you know, in, in a new place. And you're that person again and and, and learning and growing, you know, th- these are kind of confidence. They have to do the confidence as well. So I, I mean, yeah, i in 20s, 30s, 40s. I mean, it really it really isn't linear, you know, uh, what you do gain, you know, are some of those points of confidence and learning about, you know, believing your intuition and the things we've talked about here and those things help you sort of grow in new environments.
0: I, I like what you said, how like you're a new pod in a, <laughs> you know, in like new soil, because that, that, that part is what can be really intimidating um, Absolutely, to, to a lot of women, right? Because it's, you know, you're or not just even women, it's like anyone. Anyone. yeah it's scary um, it's really kind of forces you to be to be vulnerable you know to come into something new and then to kind of you know you start over in many ways right I mean you're not start, starting over from you know from a kind of a competency perspective but it's it's starting over and you're know, kind of every single role and every single kind of lesson that you need to kind of learn in a very different way. So um, I I like how you, how you said that, because it's about kind of rethinking the way that we, you know, rethinking things, right. And rethinking, reframing them so that, you know, it makes, it makes that process a little bit uh, more comfortable, a little bit easier.
1: You know, vulnerability is interesting, you know, in any transition, I think there's, quite a lot of vulnerability, you know either between career transitions or personal transitions or industry transitions. I think that word vulnerability is extremely accurate and and very important because being able to to have that again, especially after you've been doing something for a long time um you know I think you're right, you know it takes it takes some effort, it takes some courage and really understanding that period during that transition um, you know is something that that we all kind of have to do and uh, historically, it's been looked at as sort of you know transitions can be hard and and really sort of taking control of that transition and and owning that vulnerability. I really like the use of that word.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, getting outside your comfort zone, right? Because that's that's where the magic is. That's where, <laughs> that's where that's where the growth, the learning, and everything you know that really kind of helps to shape your career. That's where it really happens, I think. So, what advice would you give to women working in male-dominated industries? I mean, you you've worked in, I mean, I can't, (laughs) you, you worked in like all of them, I feel like these are like hard industries that you, that you work in. So what would be, what would be your advice to, to women who work in these spaces?
1: Yeah. So we talked a little bit about enlisting other people's help. So, you know, women, as we mentioned that you just find to be incredible or inspirational, you know, I've come across a lot of men as well, who also champion driven women. So I don't, you know, we don't want to sort of limit it to only women. I guess anyone that's going to sort of really be an inspiration to you and be a champion for you, you know, go go out there and ask and, you know, be prepared that a lot of people might not have the time. They might be really busy, but there will be people out there who who would love to do that and love to get to know you. You know, one thing I hear from women a lot, although not necessarily from, from men a lot, is that a lot of times, you know, they don't want to ask their boss or their team or their company for something that they want. Maybe it's a promotion, maybe it's getting on a project they're interested in. You know, mainly what I hear is, I don't want to be difficult. I don't want to be seen as annoying or high maintenance, like it's fine. So maybe I would suggest a bit of a reframe here. You know, look, you're benefiting the organization. You're making yourself more strategically aligned, more motivated, more excited, and contributing to the flow and the goals of that company. You know, they should be so lucky, right? Men generally don't worry about being a bother or asking for what they want. I mean, not in all situations, but I'm talking sort of more generally here. Or taking a position they don't 100% know how to do. You know, all the data says that women really don't take the next step into a position until they're pretty confident they can do it. Whereas men tend to just sort of take it and, and try to figure it out. It's, it's, there's a little difference there in the data. Um, and the confidence is that you can learn it. You can master it. You know, you're going to be a contributor and a leader and that you're sort of well on your way to getting there. I guess those are some of the things I would point out.
0: Yes. Preach, preach. I mean, really, <laughs> I think we need to like definitely recondition the way that we think, because I have said, you know, in my career at many points, oh, I just, I don't want them to think that I'm high maintenance. I don't want them to think that, you know, I'm just a really hard woman to deal with. I've, like I've said that, you know, about my own self and it's, you're, you are like 100% right. Like at one point I think, you know, we, you, you told me like, okay, we need to just get over being annoying. Like, yeah. Am I going to be annoying? Maybe. <laughs> but mm-hmm. if it's something like if I want a promotion or if I want to, you know, move up in, in, in the company and I can go and, and talk to someone and ask them, okay, like, this is what I would like to do. I would like to move from point A to point B. If I'm not ready to move to point B, then I would like for you to tell me, what I need to do in order to get there. So how do I, you know, how do I bridge that, that gap? What needs to happen? And you're, you're 100% right. That's not being high maintenance. It's not being, it might be a little bit annoying to the person uh, on the other end because then, you know, you're giving them a little bit of work to do, but it's going to benefit the company and you're gonna help the company because it's, you know, you want to be better in your in your job. You want to do something for your organization. So I think it's you know you're hitting it right on the head. Is that you know we need to reframe the way we think about things. And it's not about I being difficult or I'm challenging. I don't wanna I don't wanna be this person's kind of pain in the butt. It's really like okay, I am aligned with the company. I am aligned with the values, and I want to do more. And you know how can we? How can I? How can I do that? So I think that that's like a fundamental change that like needs to happen, you know, before we even hit the office, right? It needs to ha- it needs to start with, you know, at a much earlier stage in our lives where we have to understand if you want something, again, it goes back to like, scheme for it, right? And you're 100% right. Like, I've never heard a man... Say I'm afraid of they're just gonna think I'm I'm really I'm just annoying or I've never heard a man say that like I just don't want them to think that I'm being difficult. So like I like I could go on probably for like an hour about this and how like a man would never it it wouldn't be the first thought. But I don't you know and it's just a very different approach. So I think like you're right. I think for any woman that's listening, whether they're in their twenties, thirties, forties, or fifties. It's about, you know, really understanding your value, right? Understanding your value, what you want, and, and trying to go about uh, and getting it. I mean, there, of course, are certain ways, smooth ways to, to go about doing it. And then there are other ways, you know, you have to have, it's true that you do have to, you know, you have to be able to communicate very effectively in these, in these situations. But that's not being, <laughs> that's not being annoying.
1: Right. And I'm going to pick out a piece of really tactically sort of strong advice that I think you gave, which is, if you're asking for something, it's not just, this is what I want, but I, I, lo- I think you're absolutely right the way you said it. So what, if I'm not there yet, you know, what are the things that I need to do? And what are the things that are expected of someone, let's say in that position, if we're talking specifically about moving up in an organization and, you know, it's a very sort of, now you've A, let them know that you're motivated to move up and you're wanting to take more of a leadership position. And B, now that they're telling you what the things are, and it might take them a couple of days, so it might not be on the spot, but they're telling you the things that you need to do to get there. Now you have the list. Now you have your own plan. You have your own pathway. And when you do those things, you come back, you know, with that list and say, you know, hey, we sat down six months ago. We talked about this and this. These are the actions I took. You can see that these have been either accomplished or I'm on my way. So great. Are we there? Let me get your feedback on some of these things I've said, you know, and, and there's no sort of uncertainty of what, when is it, what do I need to do? You're sort of taking control of that, of that timeline and, and of those lists. And, and I will say, you know, being from the other side, being as a CEO or, or hiring a lot of people, I love hearing that. I love when people come and say, Hey, look, I really want to be move up. I really want to be this position. I want to be, you know, uh, in strategy or, or whatever people ask for. And then when people say, so what are the things, you know, that the organization needs for me to get there? I mean, I love that question. It's it's not an, it's not annoying at all. I, I mean, I, I really adore that question. So I think that's really good tactical advice. It's not just about saying, here's what I want. It's sort of laying out a plan together and you're getting their buy-in, right? So if your boss is telling you these things and you do them, they're kind of already bought in right? You're doing it together. So I think, I think great suggestion there.
0: Yes, yes. I think that is like the biggest takeaway from this conversation is, is that, that we need to absolutely reframe it and look at you know, the value that this can absolutely bring. Not only, I mean, yes, like you said, not just about our career, it's about the company and the organization and the, uh, and having, if you have, especially a leader that recognizes that, like you said, you love it. I mean, it's, it, it, there's probably like you know, so many, so many people, not just, I'm not going to limit it to women, but, you know, would it would be intimidated and think, oh, you know, like the CEO would not, or the my manager is not going to want to hear this or not going to be interested in it. And I bet you they would be very surprised uh, to know that there are more leaders like you who are like, yes, I want you to, I want you to step up. I want you to tell me you want to do this. All right, let's, you know, let's rock and roll. <laughs>
1: yeah. Probably a
0: lot more of those than we really think.
1: And I think a lot more, yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot more these days too, you know, organizations are sort of evolving, living, breathing things, you know, and they're always, they're growing themselves. They're not static. So people who can step up and sort of help drive that growth and help grow with them are always, you know, valued women or men or or, or anyone. But, you know, I know we're specifically talking about sort of what things do we need to sort of think about as women, you know, if, if we look around and we're the only woman in the room and still being able to go and say, okay, Hey, This is what I'm looking at. This is what I want to do. You know, help me get there. Coach me how to get there. List list the things with me that need to happen, you know, for us. And I think that's a great first step.
0: Perfect. Well, Deanna, thank you so much. I feel like we have touched on so many little nuggets of advice. you provided such great insight. You know, my intention with the podcast is to really inspire others from all backgrounds and all walks of life to, to explore similar paths in, in MA and, and and PE. And I think they're a really great example of having come from a non-traditional background and having been able to successfully, you know, pave your path in, in this space. So I want to thank you for taking the stage and for sharing your story, your opinions, and your advice you are Uh, Truly a great example of a rock star, so thank
1: you. Thank you for having me. It's been really wonderful to join you and all of our listeners and really thank you for having me.
0: That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to Take the Stage and our special series, Ladies Who Rock. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Deanna Morrow. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. If you're a company or candidate who would like to work with career rock stars, reach out on LinkedIn or send an email to alexis at career-rockstars.com. Thanks again, and until next time.